0: Lynn Hiles Ministries presents, Dr. Lynn Hiles, That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles.
1: I want to welcome you back to the program again this week and wish you a very happy new year. We are declaring some great things. I think for the season that's before us, I'm very optimistic and full of faith that that God's going to do some great things and there's going to be a massive turnaround in the minds of God's people that's going to affect change in the world. We've been talking over the last couple of months with my son, who is again on the set with me today as we are filming this program in studio. We've been talking about entering into the promised land and what that means. We've been looking at it from the the book of Joshua and possessing your possessions. And uh, we're going to talk about the promised land a little bit more here today. But I want to kind of get some thoughts here as we come into this new year of what I believe God wants to do. Uh, Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter, if you want to go there, it says in verse 8 of Deuteronomy 11, it says, let me see here. It says, uh, verse verse 8, it says, Therefore shall you keep the commandments which I command you this day, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land, whether you go in to possess it, and that you may prolong your days in the land, which the Lord sware unto your fathers to give them unto their seed a land that flows with milk and honey. For the land whither thou goest in to possess it, this is this is a powerful point, for the land whither thou goest in to possess it is not like the land of Egypt from which you came out where you sowed your seed and watered it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But, a land, but the land whither thou goest to possess is a land of hills and valleys that drinks the water of the rain of heaven a land which the Lord thy God careth for the eyes of the Lord are always upon it from the beginning of the year, even under the end of the year. Now, what I want you to see is, he says, where we're headed does not look like where we came from. And the powerful point here, Jeremy, is that he's saying, when you came out, it's not like Egypt. Now, we we shared another segment how that Egypt, according to Revelation 11, verse 8, is talking about Old covenant Judaism, mm-hmm. because Revelation 11, verse 8 said, Their the body shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Our Lord wasn't crucified in Sodom or Egypt. He was crucified in Jerusalem, the centerpiece of Old covenant Judaism. So what he's saying is the land that you're headed for. Of course, I think we've, you know, people need to go back and review some yep. of the stuff we've already taught on our YouTube channel to get the whole impact of what we're saying here. But we've been declaring where we're headed don't look like where we came from. And what that what that what that means is it's not like the land of Egypt where you had to till the ground and carry the water from the land. On. It's not about works and labor and labor and works. But in the same thing, he says, he goes on to say, you know, that uh it's a land that uh, you know, that flows with milk and honey. He goes on to say, and it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandment which I command you this day to love the Lord your God, to serve Him with all your heart, all your soul. I'll give you the rain of your land, and in His due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn, thy wine, and thine oil, and I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest be eaten and be full. Take heed yourselves, that your heart be not deceived, and turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and shut up the heaven that it rain not, and uh, the land yield not her fruit, and you perish quickly from the, off the good land which the Lord gives you. Therefore shall you lay up these words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when thou settest in thine house, when thou walkest in the, uh, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of thine house and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied. And the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them, here's what I'm after, as the days of heaven on earth. And then he says, for if you shall diligently keep all these commandments which I command you to do them, to love the Lord your God and to walk in them all the ways. Now what he tells them here is, I want to bring you into a land that flows with milk and honey, a land that the Lord God cares for. Now we know in comparison to what we've already shared, that the land that we're talking about is not a physical piece of real estate. It's rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And even as we talked about houses we didn't build and and uh, vineyards we didn't plant and entering into giant houses. And you mm-hmm. talked about how even how John 14, in my father's house are many mansions. And it's not necessarily, you know, talking about a, a, a house over in glory land, but it's about us becoming the abode of God. Mm-hmm. But the latter part of Revelation says, for there was no temple therein for the Lord God almighty of the temple thereof and then he also says we're the temple so he goes on to tell us that we're in him and he's in us so he's our house and we're his house (laughs) so it's like you know we live in him and he lives in us and that's the powerful truth of the gospel but he's telling them i want to give you the days of heaven on earth that's pretty powerful and you were talking about you know how you talked about how you live in your house and you think this is like heaven but here's the catch if you look at this from an old covenant perspective, he said, for if you diligently keep all these commandments. Well, yeah. survey says nobody ever has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it looked like that's without side of our reach. Or people preach this and say, you can get this if you keep all the rules, except yeah. we go, well, since, you know, I, I never kept all the rules. But here's what I think is an incredible thing here is in Deuteronomy chapter number 30. I want to uh, compare it with... uh with uh, Romans 10, but Deuteronomy chapter number 30, he tells us something that I think is very powerful. It says, let, let, I'll start in verse number five. of This is Deuteronomy 30. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land, which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good, and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord God will, uh, thy God will circumcise your heart, Because we know in in, in Jericho, they had to be circumcised again. There's a picture of the circumcision of Mm -hmm. the heart. Joshua. Joshua, I'm sorry. Before before they went in. Joshua, the book of (laughs) Joshua. He says, you're going to circumcise again. But this time we're not talking about a physical circumcision because that's old covenant. We're talking about a circumcision of the heart. I will circumcise their heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. And with all thy soul, with all uh, thy mind, uh, that thou mayest live. In other words, he's given a commandment in in Deuteronomy 10, and now he's telling you, but what I'm going to do is do a work in your heart. where this is not a commandment. It's an outflow of something that's happened in your heart. And the Lord thy God will put all, and he said, and the Lord that thou mayest live, and the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thine enemies. And on them that hate thee and persecute thee, and thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments, which I command you this day. And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, and the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy cattle. Basically, I will bless your cows, your kids, and your cash. Mm-hmm. And then he t- you know, tells him, if you will diligently keep all the commandments written in this book of the law. Verse number uh, uh, 10 says, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God and keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law. And if thou turn... Under the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. And here's what, here, this is the powerful person. I know I'm talking a long while, but I want to get this uh-huh. introduced. He said, for this commandment, which I command thee this day, this commandment uh-huh. is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you would say, who will go up to heaven for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. He's talking about the commandment. Uh-huh. Commandment's not in heaven that you would say, who will go up to heaven and, and 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 bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you would say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thine heart that thou mayest do it. Now, what I want you to see is when you take this very... Paul quotes this very scripture, Jeremy, yep. in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans when he says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel, they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness are going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ, here's the key, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So under the old covenant, it's did you keep every rule, cross every T, dot every I. In the new covenant, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So in the new covenant, we're not righteous on the basis of what we've done, but on the right, on the basis of the righteousness of faith that we trust him. For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring down Christ from above. See, I want to compare this. I want to slow down and compare this. This is a direct quote of Deuteronomy that I just read from. But who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring the words of this law down to us, that we may hear it and do it. But here Paul exchanges the words and the works of the law for Christ. But he said, but the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who will ascend to heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above, not the words of this law. Christ down, or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. That's a direct quote from Deuteronomy again where he said, who will go across the sea? This is the word where he says in Deuteronomy, who will go across the sea? That is to bring the words of this law to us that we may hear it and and do it. The word sea there is the same word that we translate deep or in the book of Revelation it's the Greek word for abyss or the pit. Who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. So what he's showing you, he said, but what saith it? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth. In the the book of Deuteronomy, the the word that was nigh us and in our mouth was the words of this law. But in the new covenant, it is the word of faith that we preach. For the, the word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. And that is the word of faith that we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation for the scripture says who hath believed on him will not be ashamed and what he's simply saying here is under the old covenant in order to get the days of heaven on earth and to live in the promised land it's based on did you keep all the rules and all the commandments which we say well then i'm out but here when you find out that christ came and fulfilled all the words of this law that we don't have to ascend into heaven now to get the words of this law to bring it Christ ascended into the world. So we don't have to ascend into heaven to get the words of the law. Christ ascended up for us and descended into the deep, not to bring the words of the law to us that we may hear it and do it, because now Christ is the end of the law. He was delivered for our offenses, and he was raised for our justification. So his death, burial, and resurrection is the basis upon which I receive the days of heaven and on earth. And the word of faith that we preach is not just how To get a bigger house and a nicer car, and that's included in, yeah. in seeking the kingdom, that's there. But w- when you believe in the righteousness and you believe you're qualified, it sets you up to receive the days of heaven on earth, and that's the promised land. Go ahead, I know I've talked a lot. No, day. that's
0: uh, you know, when I first started, when I but I, I've told I've said before, I taught the book of Joshua before, but when we were we went online, I was very purposeful about the things I was teaching, so we talked the words in red and the context and those things that Jesus and the people Jesus was talking to. You hear people all the time say you got to live by the words in red, but if we don't understand the context, who Jesus was talking to, why he was saying certain things, it could be very confusing. Yeah. And so we try to put it in the right way. And then we talk to the book of Romans and showing the transition from law to grace. And then I really felt to go back to the book of Joshua. And the reason why is the ones, there's two places Joshua says this, chapter 13 and chapter 18. He looks out at this vast amount of the promised land that still has not been the children of Israel have not moved into. And he says, how long will you not possess your possessions? In chapter 18, there are still seven tribes of the 12 tribes that have not received their inheritance. There's actually eight tribes because the tribe of Levite did not have an inheritance in the land because their inheritance was the priesthood. So out of 12 tribes, there are eight tribes by the time you get to the eighteenth yep. chapter, I mean that's still that's there's a vast amount of this promise yep. thing. That's seven tribes. Yeah, it's more than half. Yeah, that have not received their inheritance. And he says, so he says he he brings them to Shiloh, and he shows them. He says, now he says, I want you to take out of these seven tribes. I want you to take three men out of every tribe. Now seven to me is the number of perfection or the finished work. Three always speaks to me. Of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the three days, and so there's something that he's bringing these three men. It's going to, so he's going to he, he's wanting something. He's wanting something of the finished work, the perfection, to be declared by what Christ did. And he says says to those men, he says, "I want you three men from ev- these seven tribes to go and walk through the land that hasn't been possessed yet, and I want you to describe it." He says, because when you describe it and describe it in its borders, describe what it looks like you're going to bring that back to me, and then I'm going to divide that I'm going to cast lots and I'm going to begin to divide that land up to you. that's going to be your borders, and I want you to go in and begin to possess this and what the Lord really began to speak to me is that there is so and we've said from from several uh segments of shows now about what this you know this this promised land the ending of Jericho and that you know the Promised Land and entering into this Promised Land, but I really feel like this is why this is so important for me at this time that we've been sharing this on our live stream and then now also on this program is that there has there hasn't been there is in this day in this age there has been a lot of things that have taught from the Deuteronomy side of this scripture. Yep. If you keep, do all the keep rules. this rules. Then I'll give you the days of heaven on earth. And most Christians who hear the side of the Deuteronomy story go, I'll never receive that now, but maybe God's grace will be good enough that I'll get it over there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe I'll be good enough to get into heaven, then it'll be good. And so they live according to this Deuteronomy scripture. And go about to establish our own righteousness. And we right. go around and that's and that's how we and we live, we live in tents, even though there's a mansion. Waiting for us to move into. And that's the mindset, that's the things that, that's the teaching of that law we've already established. It shuts up faith, and people don't inherit and move into their inheritance. But I really felt why it's important for me to teach this book right now, and even us being together and the things that we have said, is because there needs to be some, there needs to be some people that begin to describe the real inheritance and the real promised land we have available right now from a perfect, from a finished understanding of what Christ really did. And most people will talk about it's finished. But then right on the other side of that, they'll talk about the things that we still need to do. You know, the how, you know, all the all the we bring them right back to the Deuteronomy. Yep. You know, yeah, you're under grace, but buddy, you still need to work hard and and i and i i I believe in being holy and i believe in being righteous but the thing is i'm not working what really made me what what really helps me to be holy and walk in righteousness was when i stopped trying to be righteous and and i
1: start having faith that he made me righteous and when you get your heart circumcised you just do it out of a nature rather than because you have to you You know? know when the lord really set me free from the law
0: and there's still things god is setting me free from that law still yeah uh, but when he began to set me free from that, it, man, it—I thought I loved him before. But when I when I really began to understand in that moment is how much he first loved me, yeah. to love me while I was yet a sinner. Christ died. Yeah. You know how he he was. You know uh, how he was made to be sin, so that he could fulfill the law. Because the wages of sin was death. He he died. To That's fulfill right. everything the law required, so there is no requirement on me. There is no death that is waiting for me. I have an eternal life in Christ, even if it's rather it's in this body, like Paul would say, to live as Christ, to die as gain. No matter what, I'm already there. Yeah. Now I might transition to another place. But I still, I, but it doesn't change. I'm still living in the heavens. Whether I live or whether, whether I, I live or, or die, I'm there I'm already. The Lord, it's yeah. it just continues to be a world or an age without end. It's a life everlasting. It's an eternal life. And the more I begin to receive Christ, the more it begins to quicken or make alive my mortal body. Right. I begin to, I, you know, a sickness and things begin to stop having as much hold on you. Because you realize there's a life inside of you, or it's just a—it's not even that you realize. It's just—it's just happening. It's just quickening things. It's—it's it's making us alive and, and and stuff. But that's that's part of what's happening here. But uh, what needs to happen is—is is that he sends these seven, or he sends three men from these seven tribes and says, "Go out and describe it in detail and bring that back to me." And what he began, you know, what really began this, the Lord, what I, the Lord really began to speak to me is that we really need some men of the gospel that really understand the finished work of what the finished work looks like in a perfect way, and begin to describe what the promised land looks like in this life. Yep. You know, you have so many people that will talk about what heaven looks like. Well, it's got streets of gold. It's got pearly gates and. And I, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with you either way on that. I believe it's beautiful there, but there's really no description of that in the Bible.
1: Yeah, that's really talking about the city. That's talking about the bride, and the lamb's wife right, rather than heaven.
0: Yeah, uh, and, I, and like I said, I believe it's beautiful, and I believe really, I believe it looks probably more like the beautiful, the, the beautiful world we're living in. You know, uh, and if you don't see it as beautiful, then you know that's fine. You know, God still. They're still good to come. I'm not taking that away. It still gets better. It still gets better. Uh, But to me, I feel like I'm living in heaven right now, and I think it's so important that there begin to be some men and women that are declaring the gospel, that begin to, to really describe what this promised land looks like, and not from a perspective of when we get there, but what's really available. When they walk through this land, they come back to Joshua, and they said, there are many walled cities, and they didn't even describe the plains, the little cabins in the wood. Because you know what? Not everybody wants to live in a walled city. Some people like living in a little yep. cabin in the woods. You know, I mean, people move to Alaska all the time because they want that little cabin in the woods with all the vastness of nature surrounding them and stuff. Because yep. that's I can understand that. I like that too. Maybe not the cabin. I want the cabin to be a little modern, but you know, I, I like being surrounded by nature. I yep. love li- seeing the beauty of everything God created. Some people love living in the cities, the access to stuff. But, so, but they didn't even describe the cabins, the wood. they just described
1: yeah, the, the cities. Let me just jump in just for a quick second here, because I was thinking about the parable even that Jesus said, you know, uh, that if you're faithful, he'll make you ruler over ten cities. So, I mean, you're talking about even some things here of cities that God is wanting to give us influence in. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, he said they went to the
0: Valley of Hinnom, and they said the Valley of Hinnom is, is the valley of the giants, so they went through, there was still giants in that land. So yeah. there's still this valley of giants that they go through. And, and he, they just to begin, they, and they bring all this description back to Joshua. And Joshua begins to say, okay, here's the borders. Here's the places that this is, that these tribes are to begin to move into. He says, now, now go and do it. Go possess this now. And I think that the man, what we've been trying to convey and, and the vast amount of these uh, teachings that we've been doing, even in this new year. Is there has to be, and I think this is our mandate right now, is that we are trying to describe this land. Yep. We are trying to tell you, man, there are still there's a. if you want a cabin in the vastness of nature both naturally, spiritually, just hear let the Spirit teach you right now and let the Spirit hear what you need to hear. That's available to you. Yeah. There's some cities. Maybe as, as ministers you've got some cities you're living in and you're not having to take the city just describe what this city looks like in possession in your possession you know what you know we 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 go around and we want to take back we have and there's and I understand I understand where they're coming from we're going to take this city back and I understand what we're talking about but this is not a warfare that Christians have to fight any longer this really is just beginning to operate from the faith and from the the understanding that Christ has already given it to you, yeah. it's already in your possession, so maybe what we need to do is start describing what this city looks like in our possession, yeah, you know we begin to say, you know if there's corruption in it, I'm talking about little cities, if you're living in literal cities where there's corruption there's 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 people being killed there there crime and 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 you know all this stuff that is happening, and you go, we want to take our city back." you don't need to take it back, just begin to receive it. Begin to describe what does it look like in the hands of some believers? What does it look like in the hands of people that are going to not be corrupt, but they're going to love their neighbor even as themselves? They're going to love one another even as Christ loved us, and they're going to begin to, to help people and, 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 and you know be the example. What, if you were ruling that city as a believer, what would it look like? And begin to describe these things, and I think that's what Joshua was telling these people: is you're living in tents, but there's a vastness out here that's yours. But maybe it needs to be described what it looks like in your possession. Yep. So that when you begin to describe, because you, you can look at that. You, you ever walk? If you ever went house hunting or something like that, you go into a house, and you're looking at it, and you're looking at well, the wall colors, and I don't know if I like this, and and the realtor begin to tell you, well, you that's all cosmetic. You can, do. Here, here's the things that you want and it's yours. And all this stuff can be changed to fit what it is that you want. You yeah. can paint these walls different. You can rearrange this furniture, you can make some cosmetic changes, but it has the four bedrooms you wanted, it has the three and a half baths in it, it's got the the, the finished basement and the garage on it, it's got everything you want in your price range. You could change some things if you want, and that's the thing about this whole, co- the, it, describing this land. It might not look like what you want it to look like at the moment, but that's cosmetic. Once you start to move into it and possess your possession, you can change the things you don't like about it and make it yours. And that's the beauty of this gospel. We have to begin to have some men and women of God that are are truly God and understand the finished work, the the perfection of the finished work of the death, burial, and resurrection and begin to describe the promised land and what we have available to people right now in this day. That's what's going to change the world. If we are still wanting to leave this world and live according to Deuteronomy, if I don't do this, if I'm, I haven't kept yep. the law, so I'm not going to get it. Yep. And we start teaching it from what Christ has already done.
1: Yep. It'll give you the days of heaven on earth. And, and that's exactly what the comparison here is. He said in the in the old covenant, it's on, it's predicated on the basis of did you keep all the rules. And the new covenant, it's based on the fact that Jesus already did. In the old covenant you had to go across the sea to get it to bring the words of the law to hear it and do it in the new covenant the word of faith that we preach is he already ascended up to heaven he already went down into the deep Mm -hmm. and a powerful thought to me is he said who had to send into the deep this is to keep the greek word abyss Mm -hmm. it's the same word that's used in revelation where the devil and the beast is cast into the bottomless pit, or the devil's cast into the bottomless pit. Maybe the finished work of Jesus Christ and the preaching of the finished work of Jesus Christ is what binds the enemy yep. of our souls and begins to let us take back houses we didn't build and and, and vineyards we didn't plant, that we can receive things on the basis of, of believing. In other words, under the Old Covenant, it was about do, do, do. I always say it's a bunch of do, do. Mm-hmm. And, and the other, in the New Covenant, it's done, done, done. And when you stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, it's almost like this uh, text goes on to say here in, in uh, uh, Romans 10, you know, uh, 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 that, uh, you know, for uh, when you believe, what happens? And who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Well, the arm of the Lord is revealed to those who believe the report. Well, what report is that? the report of what Jesus did and his death, burial, and resurrection to keep all of the requirements of the law yep. so that you can get all the blessings of Abraham that we're not trying to establish our own righteousness, which is of the works of the law, but we have submitted ourselves to the righteousness, which is of faith. And that's what Paul was challenging him here in Romans 10 and where he sees, you know, Uh, You, 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 going about, as long as you're continuing to go about establishing your own righteousness, you've not submitted yourself to the righteousness, which is by faith. We're at the end of this uh, segment. God bless you. Uh, If you'd like to join us in in, uh, supporting this, go to the website. There's a place where you can give via credit card or debit card. You can sign up for a monthly gift or a one-time gift. If you'd like, you can send a check or money order to the address that will come on the screen, or you can call the number that will come on the screen, and someone will take your call and receive your gift, or you can scan the code, and it'll take you directly to the link. God bless you.